Rebels, blockaders, everybody else on the face of the planet who happens to be watching this particular video, welcome to a brand new, newly restructured first inaugural episode of Hollow Table Hangouts. Uh, this is a true collaborative episode between uh, Brick City Blockade and Rebel Chatter. I have Mr. Caden Stetler himself on with us, and we have a very special guest all the way from the West Coast getting himself up at ungodly hours just to talk with us about some video games, Mr. Steve Kirk, a man doing a job. Hey guys, how are we doing? What's so, up, Mr. Kirk? How you doing, buddy? <laughs> I'm good, man. Fantastic. So we're all fans of video gaming. Um, all of us have different backgrounds in video games. All of us have different platforms we prefer. So, uh, but the one thing that we all love is Star Wars and Star Wars gaming. So I think uh, we should kick this off with Mr. Caden Stetler. Uh, what is your favorite gaming platform? Where'd you get started with Star Wars gaming? What's your favorite Star Wars game? Tell us. You know, uh, it, it's actually kind of perfect because my, my dad's in the process of moving right now. I know, I'm sure you guys know how it is. When you start moving, you start pulling out stuff like, oh, I haven't seen this simply move last time and all that. So I have a stack right here of video games. And these are my my first Star Wars video games. Uh, there's some gems in here. There's some ones that are like, oh, that's not such a great game, but I'll run through them real quick. My first ever Star Wars video game was, I was like two, three years old, sitting on my dad's lap at the computer, pressing the fire button, because that's all I could figure out how to do. And that was Star Wars Dark Forces, uh, Kyle Katarn, Dark Trooper Project, all that. It was great. Then I moved on to <laughs> this lovely double little CD ROM here. It's uh, Yoda Stories, the Star Wars Behind the Magic video. So that's oh, I remember Behind Yoda, the Magic. Yoda Stories was uh, was interesting for sure. Of course, I have right here Masters of Terrace Kasi. That was a great one I played as a kid. Um. But I'd have to say it'll be between these next two games that would really take my favorite as a kid anyway. I have a new favorite video game, uh, Star Wars video game, that really the story, you know, the deep story and all that. But it would have to be between Rogue Squadron 3D and uh, I don't have the actual case for this one, but uh, Jedi Knight 2, Dark Force, or yeah, no, Jedi Knight, Dark Forces 2, Jedi Knight. Uh, again, Kyle Katarn, but this time he had a lightsaber. So, yeah, that, that would be some of my favorites. But my, my favorite overall Star Wars game, and it's, it's kind of the obvious one, but it's Knights of the Old Republic uh, 1. That story, awesome. Revan, one of my favorite characters. Um, yeah, so, and I prefer, I liked playing on PC, but play, PS4 is where I'm at now. You know, PC gaming can be a little expensive just to have a computer that's nice enough to really push out all the product or uh, visuals and all that stuff you want to see. So PS4 is definitely my go-to system. Right on, Steve. How about you? I started with Pong. I don't think that's a Star Wars game, though. You could skin it. I mean, it could happen, right? I mean, <laughs> you could. <laughs> uh, I think, you know, I was looking through the list today. So I think the first actual Star Wars game I played was Star Wars Galaxies. Ooh. Yeah. Free Jedi. Yeah, so, God, and I've been trying to think about how long I played it. It was probably for a good six months, maybe. You know, it's, it's one of the first big open world games that anyone put out. The problem was it was too big, is you'd have to, like, run, you'd have to travel from one city to another, and it was 30 minutes of running through the desert. 
Huh. And there's nothing there. Unless you spend stupidly huge amounts of money to buy a land speeder. Yes. And we all know land speeders are not that expensive. No, they're buy not. Buy them on the open so market. Yeah. So, you know, it was great. It was pretty. It was, you know, you could play with different characters and, and build your characters and have progression. So, so is it, it, I don't know if I'd say it was before its time. They've done better ones since then, obviously. But that was the first one I ever did. Um, if we talk about platforms, I split between PC and PS4. Is I grew up as a PC gamer. I never actually had a PlayStation until like 2003, 2004 maybe. I do keep one or two of them around, but uh, it depends on the game. You know, some games are better on PC, some games are better on, on console, so... Uh, I am playing sort of-ish Battlefront 2 on PS4, uh, on and off. It's just once they fix the game and make it better, I'll play it more often. I, re I remember when uh, <laughs> when Battlefront 2 first came out, I was texting Steve. I'm like, hey, man, did you get the game? He's like, yeah, I got the game. And then it, what, it, take, it took like over a day for it to load or something. Oh, God, because it's so big and it's just, yeah. I mean, digital downloads are great, but unless they do a preload on it, you're sitting there for the first day, day and a half, just downloading the game and getting updates. That's honestly what's stopping me from getting it right now. And I'm going to pick it up eventually because I want to do a full review on it later. Oh. Um, but I have a 500 gig hard drive on my Xbox One S and I have like Fallout 4 that's pretty heavily modded where Actually speaking, which is Brotherhood of the Steel is now the Empire, and Elder Maxon is now Darth Vader, so it's pretty great. Um, and my character has a lightsaber. But um, I have Fallout 4. I have uh, the, all the Far Cry games and everything. I have games that I don't particularly want to delete to make room for that. So unless I get a hard drive expansion, I'm just going to have to kind of put it on the back burner. So hard drive expansion coming soon. Got it. Yep. <laughs> so what is the... Yeah, pretty much. So, uh, Steve, what is your favorite Star Wars game of all time? And they're different genres, so I like different games for different reasons. But my go-to for a long time was Knights of the Old Republic, the MMO. Because I like MMOs. And, crap, you got to run around and kill things with a lightsaber. So, of course, I like that. <laughs> Who doesn't like that? But, it, you know, it, it, was, it had a good, deep story to it. And the graphics are fine. And even if some of the, the parts of the game were a little janky, it was fun. I could still sit there for hours and hours and hours and have fun. Problem is you got to the end game content and then the PVP and rating modes and whatnot were a little complicated. And the LFG system wasn't great. And so past the end game content kind of died off for me. But, you know, as they've done new expansions and new story modes for it, I've Picked those up and ran through them and had fun and I still I thought I think I still have my subscription running too. Yeah, um, I played that for a good six months. I, I lost six months of my life to that game and it was totally <laughs> worth it. Was I still have yet to play it. Oh, it's, it's a good one, man. But like I know it's that that's the problem is my last my last MMO experience was uh, World of Warcraft and I would like when I was in high school I would like skip dates to go or play to go like raid on World of and I lost like all of my life to it. And as you should, uh, dude, I didn't. I didn't lose my virginity until I was seventeen because of World of Warcraft. Anyway, uh, not for lack of trying. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I was kind of like a skinny, pimply little dude. Um, anyway, so uh, but I, I kind of like I shy away from MMOs because between 
World of Warcraft, and I shudder to say it now, RuneScape, uh, there's a lot of wasted time. So I've, I've kind of been leering away from the MMOs. I haven't played Old Republic yet. I, I did get into Galaxies for a while, and but when I got into Galaxies, it was right before they shut the servers down, and there was like nobody still playing. And nobody wanted to play Jedi because it was too OP, and anyone who did play Jedi automatically got banned from servers. So I, made, I went in and made a bounty hunter, and it was it was the same thing. I was you know, spending stupid amounts of money. But the one nice thing about not having anybody else on the servers at that point was you could just go do the main quests and everything and level up wicked quick, and nobody would try and kill you and take all your crap. So uh, it was nice. My start to Star Wars gaming, uh, and I actually I remember this quite vividly. I was vividly. I was about seven years old, and the original Game Boy, not the Game Boy Color. My cousin Peter had one of those. And uh, he had the Star Wars, because I was not allowed to have video games when I was a kid. He had the Star Wars uh, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi trilogy of cartridge games for that. And I went through and I just mowed through those games like, like a hamster on crack, and it was great. And um, after that, it was uh, I, I was over at my cousin Nathan's house, uh, Tom, Tom and Nathan, and they had a Nintendo 64 and they had uh, they had Rogue Squadron, and I got I got into Rogue Squadron, and then when when yep that one, and then uh, I still remember all the cheat codes and everything, and I actually have a Nintendo sixty four now with that game. And uh, after that, GameCube came out, and arguably my second favorite Star Wars game of all time, that was also a PlayStation game was uh, Bounty Hunter. Bounty Hunter was fantastic. It was it was the problem was it was way ahead of its time, and the controls were too complex for for a younger generation. So it was a great game for adults, but not so. And but but the storyline was made for kids, so you just kind of sat there and you didn't really get fulfilled by the game. But the game itself was a, a fantastically well-made game through through no fault of uh, through no fault of Sony's. Um, I, I am an Xbox guy, so I'm the only Xbox guy here. I had I had an Xbox an Xbox uh, 360 and a PS3 when I went to Afghanistan. And uh, two weeks into my tour, my PS3 died, and my Xbox 360 lasted the entire tour, so I stick with my product loyalty. Um, but I am actually considering getting a PS4 now, simply so I can play Far Cry with uh, with Quinn and uh, play Battlefront with Caden uh, here. But, I think um, I'm pretty confident saying the PS3 was not designed for deployments. It definitely wasn't. Um, it was it was one of those, you know, lots of dust and stuff like that, being next to an airstrip with... Uh, you know, C-130s taken off, and, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that get kicked up by prop wash, and, and those things have, you know, a fan, and it gets clogged. And they, also, they <laughs> already had cooling problems out the gate, so. Yeah, no, a little bit. Hmm. Um, but the Xbox 360 just lasted my entire tour. I think I cleaned out the air vents twice and uh, even got a terabyte hard drive for it, so it was nice. No, sorry, it was a 500 gig hard drive. I didn't make a terabyte for 360. I don't think that did. If they did. I wasted my money on a 500 game. So favorite Star Wars game of all time, and it's it's going to be right on the list there, is Nice Knights of the Old Republic. And um, one of the things that Xbox actually recently did is the Xbox Game Pass, which is like the $14.99 a month. You download a whole bunch of games, like crappy games, and put it on there. Occasionally, they throw out some great stuff. So they put out Force Unleashed 1. Um, I'm not even, I shouldn't even be mentioning it because it's the Star Wars game ever made, Force Unleashed 2. And they put out the original, Xbox uh, Knights of the Old Republic on uh, Xbox One backwards compatible. The only problem is we all remember when it first came out on PC how buggy that game was. Mm -hmm. Just as buggy on the Xbox. So you just have to save all the friggin' time and then half the time you say it will get corrupted and you'll have to start the whole game over. I think I've been playing it for about uh, two months now and I haven't even gotten off of, uh, what is it, Terrace? Yeah, Terrace. Yeah, no. Like I'm still fighting rat cools down the damn sewers. 
So <clears throat> it's pretty clunky. I, I've been kind of on and off going back through Coder, I don't know, for the last six months yeah. or so. And it's so clunky that I sit there going, how did I ever like this game in the first place? We're, we're, we're in a new generation of like high resolution, high graphics, you know, uber fast gaming. And we forgot how much joy the turn-based combat in that game gave us when we were younger. So I'm kind of trying to relive that a little bit. And it really helps if, um, all right, I'm trying to keep this fam family friendly, so I'm not going to go there. Family friendly-ish. We're going to try and keep this like PG-13. We're not going to go quite starbecue levels of stuff. <laughs> but um, yeah, we're not going to quite bring it down to the Brick City level of uh, family friendliness. So we're going to keep it right here in the, right here in the middle. So uh, I'm going to set up right off the bat. No illicit substances, no, uh, no uh, blatant use of... Uh, profanity but if you want to make an off-color joke at times i don't think that's a problem and i'm more saying that for myself because i know how i get uh, <laughs> that's the truth there, there is a there's one game that we didn't mention that i'm wondering if you guys played that i actually really enjoyed that gets a lot of crap and that's the uh, the rts empire at war um yeah love empire at war for sure empire at war was great um i liked the gold pack i liked being able to play as um what's his name um, the Zom Consortium. Yeah, the Zom Consortium. And then have you played the Thrawn expansion yet? Is that a mod or is that an actual expansion? It's a mod, but it's an extremely well done mod that actually feels like an expansion to the game. I've not. And it's, no. uh, it's the Thrawn storyline. It's absolutely fantastic. Mm, I'm going to have to, yeah. That game still holds up. I actually, I have it on my laptop now. I have a, I have a six-year-old Acer laptop, which also, thank you, Steve Kirk, for recording this thing because of our technological lack of prowess and uh and equipment um i got from rent center for like 250 bucks and it wasn't 250 bucks because it was 250 bucks it was 250 bucks because i just like stopped paying um it was like six years ago i don't think they remember i have it now so i kept it and um it still runs empire at war perfectly and i'm i'm perfectly happy with that and the fact that i can actually just go on around in the game for a bit and just get off in like 15 minutes and i'm i'm happy it's st it still definitely holds up in the rts community okay that's fair i hooked it up to the projector here the other day oh yes wall the whole wall was a galaxy map and i'm like yes <laughs> so when i when i had um i had one of the like the high-end hp gaming laptops uh, when i was in afghanistan and and it was the empire work gold pack and i brought it with me and at this big um that over there on the big air bases have like plasma screen TVs for like 50 bucks. So I went and bought like a 40 inch plasma screen TV and I hooked my laptop up to that thing. So whenever I wasn't out uh, doing sh I would just hook my laptop up with Empire War and just be playing it on the big screen. So it was great. So I guess a good question too is now we've gone over our favorite Star Wars video games. What are your least favorite Star Wars video games? Oh, yes. Steve, you want to kick this one off? Count. <laughs> What's that? I said Bombad Racing doesn't count. <laughs> Bombad Racing doesn't count. Neither do the little handheld Clone Wars one-off video games. None of those count. Like mainstream games. Why don't you take it away first, Mr. Kirk? What is your least favorite Star Wars video game? Oh, man. You know, there was a, there was a mobile game I played. Was it last year? I'm, I'm looking at the list trying to remember the name of it. Galaxy of Heroes? Ooh. I like Galaxy of Heroes. Don't badmouth it. I don't think it was. No, it wasn't Galaxy of Heroes. It was a different one that was. Um, Force Arena? No, it was kind of like Clash Force of Clans. Pretty bad. Oh, I know what you oh, mean. That, you Commander. Is that Commander? 
That was Commander. Yeah, I think that was Commander. I think that was Commander. And the reason I didn't like it was it was basically Clash of Clans with a Star Wars skin. There was nothing original about it. It was just, oh, you're just blatantly trying to make money off the Star Wars name. (sighs) That bothered me. It's like, if you can make a Star Wars game, kind of live up to the franchise and do something cool and fun and unique and make it Star Wars-y, as opposed to just putting a skin on it. Have you yeah. played Galaxy of Heroes? A little bit, yeah. It's very I just maxed out my character's level, so um, it's actually quite a good game once you get into it. And I will say that the one thing that EA has done right this past decade with gaming is this mobile game, because you can get all your characters leveled up to their greatest potential without having to spend a dime. And I, I really do like that. I, I like the fact that their microtransactions within the game are optional trip. Right. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. But yeah, it was it was Commander that, I mean, even as spoiled as I am now, I'd much rather play Coder and just my character up against the wall seven times than play play Commander anymore. It was just... It, I want it was like so up. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, and, and it was it, it, it suffered from all the same issues as any other Clash of Clans type game where you could only go so far and then you had to pay to win. And then all the farmers would come in and you'd, log out for the day, come back tomorrow, seven people have attacked you, your base is destroyed, and it's just... I'd have to say my least favorite Star Wars game, and that's kind of hard to say least favorite, because I, I pretty much like it almost every Star Wars thing. You know what I mean? There's there's something there, but uh, I'd have to say it's it's probably Force Unleashed 2, and not because it's not a good game, because it's so short, and we got left with such a cliffhanger in that game, and then it was never, you know, nothing ever came of it. I've heard recently what that game, like the third one was supposed to be, I guess the emperor and I guess spoilers for a game that never happened or will happen, but the emperor sent an assassin after Vader to kill him once he was in custody of, you know, the rebellion. And uh, so that game was a co-op Starkiller and Vader together fighting through all the levels. And that would have been pretty interesting. You know, I, I would have liked to play that. It was like a major, like, two-player thing. You know, you could have player two jump on and be Vader or whatever it was. And I, I waited. Like, I loved The Force Unleashed 1. That was such a good game. And then when the second one came out, and it was just, like, the same everything as the first game. It was just, like, a couple more levels. And it really, like, okay, it's two. Now he has two lightsabers. You know, that was... That was pretty much the major thing that they changed, and that was it. You know, that it was disappointing, I guess, more than I'm going to actually 100% agree with you. And first of all, screw you for taking my answer. Um, second of all, everything that you said was valid, but I'm going to make a couple more points onto it. Force Unleashed 2, it had good gameplay, and that's yeah. about all that I can say good about it. And it had decent graphics. The storyline was crap. The game itself was garbage. Um, it felt like an expansion off of the first one. Like the only thing that made two worthwhile were the various DLC missions that you could download. And even then, those were like mediocre at best, entirely too short and disappointing, kind of like my marriage. It just really, it really hit me after having Force Unleashed One, which was it's on my top five list. It's, it's near the top of my top five list for favorite Star Wars games of all time because it was such a new concept and it was something that really hadn't been done before. And then when I was like, all right, they're going to make a sequel. Okay. It's going to be awesome. And then I played it and it was done. And it was like, that's it. Like what just happened? This, I just wasted, you know, $55 at GameStop on this bullshit. 
it just it really kind of hit me that it felt like they dropped the ball or it felt like they developed an expansion and said we're really too lazy to add this thing on and release it as an expansion pack downloadable we're just going to put this out as a new game and slap a different sticker on it and hey let's give them another lightsaber just so that just so that it's a little bit different for the for the people who've been, who are playing this new and it was just i really did, it felt lazy it felt like they didn't take their time and put enough effort into it and what really killed me is it had so much potential. It just, it had all of the potential to be a, a truly phenomenal trilogy of games. And the way that they did the second one killed it. Yeah, no, I have to agree. I'm bitter. I'm, I'm really bitter. Pardon my language. I'm bitter. <laughs> I don't like your ex-marriage. I'm not bitter about that at all. I, that's, that's actually just a running joke now. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> just trying to run it out further, but okay, let's go. <laughs> no, I was like, you, you did that well enough, you know. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Robin can edit all that fun stuff out. Uh, we should have like 10 minutes of us just swearing into the camera. Or insert uh, random cat videos just for fun. I'd like to end this thing with a little bit of uh, one of the things that we really preach about on, on both of our podcasts and uh, both of our networks and something that Steve uh, has, has jumped on board with full, fully uh, has been on board with since the beginning. We don't like to have... A sense of negativity so when we want to create a better community and a better a better environment for true star wars fans ones who aren't going to go out and bash the social social media aspect ones who are going to sit back and enjoy the ride and enjoy what's coming out and and, and view this through through new eyes as as new fans I, i'd like to end this instead of ending with our least favorite games which actually was a great conversation topic but i want to say what, what do we want to see from the star wars gaming uh universe what, what do we want to see happen what are what are some concerns that we have some fears that we have and then what are our hopes okay i i think we're kind of getting it um i wanted a game with the jedi you know and we're getting that jedi fallen order game and i'm i'm excited you know that that sounds like an awesome uh time period you know they've done a lot of stuff between three and four and it's 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 obvious it's a 20-year period where there's a lot of crazy stuff that happens so that's awesome we're getting a game in that time period but specifically the fact that the game is like right against episode three you know like it is still hitting the fan you know what i mean and you're gonna play it i I think it's confirmed like it's a padawan uh during order 66 and that's awesome it's a great concept. We've seen a couple things from that time. Like, you know, we have the Kanan comics, like what he went through and, you know, heard about Ahsoka stuff, kind of, you know, we have the book and everything, but really have that first person like perspective of, okay, I'm a, a teenager probably. And now my entire life has been spent doing this one thing. And now it's, like illegal and everyone's trying to kill me for it. <laughs> it's it's going to be really interesting. And just to see when the, it wasn't my choice in the first place. Wait, what? When it wasn't my choice in the first place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very true, very true. And just to see the trials and tribulations of this kid trying to, I guess, find his way in the galaxy after trying to find his way in the galaxy all his life, you know, it's going to be interesting. I want to see some Inquisitors. You want to see some what? Inquisitors. Oh, for sure. Can you say boss fight? One more time. Can you say boss fight? Boss fight? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Steve? My my fear and my concern is EA. So I would really, really love to see Lucasfilm diversify their contracts a little bit more and not let EA hold the exclusive rights to the Star Wars games right now. 
coming from that industry, I know how EA works and we've seen the outcome. And I, I think not only is it good for the fans, it's good for the franchise to let some other good studios have a shot at making good Star Wars games. Create some competition in the market. Um, as long as EA owns it, EA corporate will dictate what it should be. So DICE can make an amazing Battlefront game that gets altered and maneuvered and manipulated by EA. So that's, if I have a concern, it's, it's I want to see the portfolio diversified a little bit. Maybe the new Jedi game will give us some of that. I don't know. I hope so. I'd like to think so. I'm, I'm always optimistic is a thing. And even, you know, even if we got burnt with Battlefront a little bit, it's still an amazing game. It's still gorgeous. Uh, what they did with it technologically is amazing. There's tweaks they got to do, but they can do them. They're, <clears throat> they're, they're solvable problems. So I'm, I still enjoy it. I still play it. That doesn't make me any good at it. Don't get me wrong. But, uh, you know, if, if we had a new RTS game, if we had some good first-person shooters, if we had, uh, I mean, Galaxy of Heroes continues to be great. Um, I think going with that diversity is, is kind of what I want to look forward to, is, is don't standardize everything, but get kind of like with the, the movie roadmap, do different things as we move forward. Get us, you know, different styles and, and really grow the universe. And now that games are starting to become part of canon, it's even more important to get it right. So it's, it'll be curious to see how they go forward with the stories in new video games, because that could, could would, should tie back into the TV series and the movies and the sagas. Yeah, very well said. Very Absolutely. well said. Fears and concerns for me. Uh, I agree. EA is a concern for me. I would I would like to see some other video game companies who have created games that I love. I'd love to see Bethesda take a whack at Star Wars. Um, I think that'd be awesome. I think having like an open world um, Fallout or Skyrim style Star Wars game would be incredible where you can, you know, build your character from the ground up. Um, the problem with having a game like that would be that would be such a huge universe in that one game that you'd have to make sure that everything remained canon. Yeah. I, I would love to see, I, I'm afraid, I'm, I'm terrified that we're going to have uh, more situations like, uh, like The Force Unleashed 2 where uh, the game comes out and it's fantastic. And then they go to make uh, another game in that series and it's just garbage and the series dies. And uh, I'm afraid of uh, another game like the the original, not the original, but the, the first new Battlefront game where it comes out and it's supposed to be this fantastic game. And then it's like, okay, this is all online play. Was, oh, well, that's nice. Uh, and then Battlefront 2 comes out and then... There's, there's all the issues that came along with that. And I'm afraid of that continuing, especially, like you said, with the way that EA operates. What I'm hoping for is I'm hoping that, like they kind of have been with the, the canon in the movies and the shows and kind of listening to what the fan base wants, I'm hoping that they start listening to what the gaming fan base wants because the gaming fan base is a lot bigger than I think Disney realizes. Mm -hmm. And maybe cater to the fans a little bit more and uh and, and kind of give them something really good to hold on to and that's what i'm kind of hoping fallen order is going to do um i'd be really really excited to see what happens with that game and i can't wait 
Come on. Do you guys know if it's coming out on Xbox? I'm, I'm sure it will. Um, it's going to be kind of the last of this generation consoles. Like, this will be like PS4 and whatever PS5 or whatever they're going to call it is. My, my one thing real quick is that I'm hopeful about is Battlefront 1 and 2, you know, Battlefront 1 got announced like really soon after Disney bought Star Wars. So it was kind of a hey, they haven't had a Star Wars game for a while at Lucasfilm. Uh, we need to make a game quick. Like, so the fans have something to play, you know? And ba- Battlefront 1's cool, man. I still play that game. It wasn't a bad game, don't get me wrong. And then Battlefront 2 is still, like, a very rushed game. You know, it, it's still very rushed. They fixed some things from the first one. There's some things I like about the first one better, but there's something, you know, most of 2 is better, but the thing that I'm hopeful with is, like, this Jedi Fallen Order game doesn't come out for, like, almost two years. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. going to be a while. It's Christmas. A year and a half. A year and a half. Holiday yeah. of 19. Don't make it sound so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A year and a half. It's a year and a half. It'll be uh, out when episode nine comes out. Hey, buddy. Just in time for my 30th birthday. There you go. Hint, there hint. You go. I like the and fact that we have, like, the... Three, the three generations of gaming here as well. Oh, you know what? I just learned something I didn't know about that game. Thank God for the internet. The game director for Fallen Order is a guy named Stig Asmussen, who used to work at Sony, who I used to know. He used to be a game director on God of War. Oh, nice. I'm down. Like, okay, I'm down. I'm like, oh, dude, I remember Stig. That's awesome. Yeah, God that's of War is one of my favorite games of all time. Um, oh, by the way, we didn't even touch on it. Another one of my favorite Star Wars games, Republic Commando. Ooh. Uh, yeah, great game. Choice. Yeah, it was a great one-off first-person shooter. Just go blow a bunch of friggin' Trandoshans and Genosians and battle droids up and have fun. Hashtag Sev lives. Right, <laughs> dude. Oh my god, yes. A it's really interesting rumor of what the the second one was going to be about because that was like played with a little. Yeah, um, <clears throat> it was going to be like right before episode three, and like the game would take place during episode three. And Seb would actually defect from the Republic and be and the Empire be part uh, one of the people who starts a pocket of rebellion. So that, that would actually I, that would be pretty sick. So then it'd be Sev and his team. I hope you're listening, EA. I hope you're listening, Lucasfilm. Make these things happen. <laughs> Watched the video the other day. Um, there's a guy who does primarily Warhammer videos. His name's mm-hmm. Commissar Garza or Gansar Commissar Gamza, and this guy's awesome. And he did uh, two videos in a row. One was, what would happen if uh, Darth Vader got dropped into the Warhammer universe? How would he uh, would he survive and how would it go? And uh, the other one was Darth Sidious. Darth Vader actually did better than Darth Sidious. Darth Sidious got, you know, possessed by chaos and taken off to be a demon spawn of Sinch. And uh, Vader turned into an Imperial Inquisitor because that's exactly what he'd be good at. So it was, it was a hell of a video series. Nice. Anyway, guys, uh, we'll go ahead and we'll end this thing off. Thank you very much, Steve, for hopping on this morning with us. I appreciate it. Caden, welcome back. Um, you know how it goes over here at Brick City. We're going to do this wonderful thing like uh, we like to call plug time. So, Caden, uh, where can the good people find you on social media? Uh, you can find Rebel Cause at Rebel Cause Langster on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, you can find us our po- uh, yeah. You can find our podcast Rebel Chatter at RebelChatter.com and on iTunes and all those other great podcasting apps. And of course, you can find us on the Brick City Blockade Podcast Network, SanDiegoSabers.net. That's my executive <laughs> summary. Yeah, all our social media is up there. You can find podcasts. You can find uh, all the stuff about what our group does, lightsaber training and everything. There's always one around somewhere. Oh, man. Fight me. 
Uh, oh, wait. You already saw how that turned out. Yeah, I did. <laughs> People yeah, also thought a yeah, very, very yeah. drunk me. <laughs> Give me when I'm sober. Healing from where Steve smacked me to the lights. Sorry, hey, not sorry. That's, that's a Steve wound right there. <laughs> Worth it. Find me on uh, on Twitter at I am not really him nine. Um, you can find us uh, Brick City Blockade at www.brickcityblockade.com. You can find us on Facebook, uh, iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, pretty much anywhere. Just go on the brickcityblockade.com webpage and you can find all of us and all of our stuff. Like Mr. Kirk said, executive summary. And as we like to say here, may the force be with you. Always. <laughs>